Welcome to the Wolf Den. We are so excited to be talking to each and every one of you. I'm here with my sisters, Lauren. Hey. And Kate. Hello. Look at us. We made it to episode 11. I feel like 10 episodes is a milestone, so I'm proud of us for surpassing that. I agree. Yeah. I Okay. And we have to give a little, you know, I got to keep talking so people know my voice. I'm Lauren, the older Wolfen sibling. Kate gives me such a look every time I do it. Wow. A shaking of the head from Matthew, not me. Shaking of the head from Matthew. If people jump in, I want them to feel. They will awesome. figure it out. We have smart listeners. Well, we know that. That is, that is very true. I want to welcome each and every one of you. This is an exciting week. We are gearing up for another family gathering for Kate in honor of Kate. Yes, very bittersweet. But by the time you're listening to this, I'll be a Northwestern University graduate, which is really an crazy. An alumna. Both, both a graduate and an alum, yes. Um, and yeah, everyone's coming in town this weekend for ceremonies and festivities, and it should be a fun time. It's super exciting. I'm going to put Kate on the spot. She's speaking at her graduation. So I'm very, a proud older sister. Oh, that's totally not what I thought you were going to say for some reason when the, like you started saying my name, I thought you were saying Camber, which made me think you can add all these Evanston Chicago spots to your Camber, which will also be super fun. For sure. For Just sure. to deflect sure. the spotlight. You I know? was going to say, it's not <laughs> always about me. I'm trying to put some spotlight on you. I know, which is not my favorite thing. But yes, um, I'm speaking. I, I'm excited for the day. And uh, we could give a recap on the next episode of where we ate, what we did, how everything went. It's going to be super special. And then we'll go back to Evanston a year later for Matthew's graduation. So we, we have lots to celebrate. That idea is giving me a lot of comfort. I, I will have Pono Ono Poke again uh, <laughs> yeah. shortly after I graduate. Yeah. I love it. Well, I'm All excited right, to be back together soon. But in the meantime, um, what I'm bringing to the table this week, maybe a little bit of a, a loose concept, but I've been doing a lot of cooking lately, also a lot of eating out. And oftentimes, if I enjoy a dish at a restaurant, I want to recreate it at home. So what I'm bringing to the table is the concept of a, a restaurant dish dupe, if you will, where I, I don't have a one go-to site, but my, my friend Google search is very handy for <laughs> searching for, for example, the lemonade avocado tomato salad. It's a, they, lemonade does have a cookbook, so it, it very well may have been that I got it from that specific recipe book, but you can find all of the ingredients and the recipes to make these restaurant dishes at home. And it's fun. And to be honest, it's a really nice way to impress your friends because they're like, whoa, you made the lemonade salad. And I'm like, yeah, it's not that hard to reproduce. But for <laughs> yeah. some reason, like having it at a restaurant and then having it at home is super impressive. So do you find do you find that the recipes allow you to recreate the uh flavors and everything to a tea to a tea so last night I made a kale salad I had been to Superba a restaurant in Venice in LA that I love and they have a delicious kale salad I made the it was exactly that salad wow yeah, I'm very impressed cool. by the fact that you're finding like no offense to Superba but it's not like the La Scala salad you know like I'm so oh, impressed that's a good that one. you're yeah we make I'm that dressing too <laughs> I'm impressed that you're finding these like in my opinion somewhat niche recipes and that 
you know, the depths of food blogs have gotten to the point that somebody else thought it was great too. And so, and so there it is. So I'm impressed with that and, and good on you for using our friend Google search. Yeah. <laughs> I think no, but I, there's a lot of things like that on TikTok as well. Like Sweet Green uh, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. will give you their salad dressing recipe and stuff. Well, and then actually, this isn't even a new concept, Kate. I should have mentioned we've been making the John and Vinny's uh, spicy pastilli pasta at home for all summer. We made that when you were yeah, here. that's true. That that was a little different in that John and Vinny's gave the recipe to Bon Appetit. I don't. It oh, sounds like okay. you're finding no, both are good, but it sounds like yeah. you're finding food bloggers who like mastered the <laughs> flavor combinations. Yeah, I think take the time to like do the food science behind like you know, this much honey and this much lemon. And it, and then I believe it. I I'm enjoying it. That said the Bon Appetit, John and Vinny's spicy fusilli is epic and everyone should make it. Agree. Okay. Matthew, what are you bringing to the table? Uh, A quick aside. I, we got onto the zoom and jumped right into recording. Lauren, what are these glasses? I assume they're blue light. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. Sometimes my eyes get a little tired when I'm working. So I, do wear blue light glasses when staring at the screen all day. And and just to, to interview a little quick 30 second customer interview, who are they from? Honestly, couldn't tell you. It's Amazon. You... Amazon brand. Oh, okay. And so the reason I ask is I got Warby Parker blue light glasses because I just like kind of liked the idea of wearing glasses. I, I think it's a sophisticated look. And I also liked the idea of the blue light glasses, but frankly, it tired my eyes out a lot because my eyes weren't used to having to look through a lens and like it was just distracting versus somebody who's been wearing glasses for years like Kate probably just doesn't experience that but anyway I've probably worn them about five total times so not no. my best purchase good should I for purchasing them should I put my blue light glasses on yeah, I feel so yeah. dumb in blue light glasses because it's like why don't I just wear normal glasses I, I mean I know why I prefer wearing contacts most of the time it's more comfortable for me and easier to work out whatever so it feels kind of funny when I have contacts in and then I put glasses on but yeah I digress yeah I went to the eye doctor because I thought my sight was my vision was declining having literally Sarah's computer all day long not even having a break during the day to go to an in-person meeting so that said I have still very good vision but he said the blue light glasses couldn't help, so. Couldn't help. Me. Freudian <laughs> slip. <laughs> couldn't hurt. <laughs> okay. Um, all right. With that, my digression is over. Um, so what I'm bringing to the table is lemonade and not the drink, but the insurance company. And um, I've been using lemonade for um, renter's insurance for two years at this point. So it's not something new, but the reason why they're top of mind for me today is I'm um, in the process of leasing a car and between the, uh, the car insurance and the actual leasing of the car, um, I am really appreciating how easy Lemonade was with regards to renter's insurance. They ask you like very specific questions and then in very simple terms, explain the different parts of the policy. And I'm not having that experience at all, either with the lease, uh, neither with the lease nor with the car insurance. And and I'm feeling very much like I'm adulting. I don't really like that term, but like all these things I've never done before and, and I'm having to ask stupid questions and the people are somewhat patient, but wouldn't it be nice if uh, Lemonade did car insurance as well? 
I, I actually asked their little bot if it did and they and they said no we're so sorry and they had an answer to it and that they would let me know when they start doing fine tracks they so, had a macro they had a macro um marketing so shout out to go ahead shout out but marketing glossary when you email customer service uh email it was a bot it wasn't or, an email or chat with a bot whatever same thing there are often like and people probably know this but like automated responses for certain bucket categories of questions so like there's it's called a macro response like this is our macro for car insurance questions yeah and there's their their bot is really really good um and so obviously it caught my somewhat my very simple question but anyway shout out to lemonade they make the renters insurance uh game very easy i know they insure other things too but not cars yeah um, not cars yet not cars yet um and the people I'm talking to are fine, but like the car salesman, it's just very hard to know if you're getting the getting the truth. And I'm sure there are decent articles and stuff that I could be looking at. And then there's always the like Carvanas of the world for used cars. But as far as I know, um, I'm trying to lease a new car. And as far as I know, there aren't any great resources other than going straight to the dealer of your choice. Um, and so it's been a process, but I'm hopeful that Today's Tuesday, tomorrow, end of day, I will be driving off with a new car. So um, shout out to Lemonade and uh, shout out to adulting. Um, <laughs> that cringy word, but it's definitely what I'm what I'm doing and, and doing things I've never done before, which is good. It's how you grow as a person. So here we are. For sure, not to trigger are. you, not to trigger you, but I feel that uh, adulting is a bit of a chuggy term. I, I That's why I said that I don't love the term. <laughs> of course, it's a chuggy term, I know. Yeah. Okay, we could have a whole episode. We could have another episode about chuggy vibes because we don't need to get into it right now. But anyway, um, what I am bringing to the table is my Stojo cup. I don't know if you guys have seen these before. I have it right next to me. I'll hold it up. But it's basically a to-go cup that's entirely collapsible and it crunches to the size of like a hockey puck kind of. And I just think the design is so clever. Um, but it doesn't collapse in your hand because it has this removable sleeve that's made of a sturdier plastic. And I feel like as summer is approaching, it's iced coffee season. The pandemic is kind of getting to a place where maybe your local coffee shop will accept a reusable cup again. I would highly suggest investing in a Stojo cup. Um, I had iced coffee over the weekend. I left it in the car for like 45 minutes. I got back and there was still ice in it on a 90 degree day. So I was really impressed by that. And, um, I think it's an overall clever product. That's super and impressive. The collapsibility, you like that because it can be in a purse? Like, give, tell me more about that. Yeah, I think, well, I like it because it takes up less space in the cabinet when it's clean and less focused on the dirty part of the experience, like once it's already been used. But yeah, if you wanted to like toss it in your backpack or something after you were done with your drink, you could totally do that as well. Yeah. I love that. I think I saw it on your uh, living room table, if I'm remembering correctly, when I was at your apartment on Saturday. And I, it's like the size of an Alexa Echo Dot. It's very small. Yeah, when it collapses. Mm -hmm, totally. Um, I didn't know what it was. <laughs> yeah, it's a cup. Uh, yeah, so it's it's super small in the cabinet. And then also, like, if you're walking to Starbucks, you just can collapse it or and throw it in a bag or hold it, whatever. Um, and I'm all for an eco-friendly moment. I mean we've been using way more single-use plastic all throughout COVID. So 
to start to get back into some more mindful habits, I think is a good thing. Love it. And you can choose whatever fun color you want. I, there are so many colors. I like would get another one just to get a different color for fun, but that's so silly and not very environmentally friendly, but, uh, yeah, there's, there's a lot of fun colors to pick from. They have other products too, but I like this coffee cup for my personal uses. How do you spell that? S T O J O. And it's a dishwasher safe. Yes. Which is crucial. I I did not realize the importance of that before I started hashtag adulting, but, uh, it's, (laughs) it's very important that things are top rack dishwasher safe to me now. So this fits the bill. Cool. Uh, so if we're ready for a deep dive, I can intro it this week. I'm Okay. I'm sure that many of our listeners have seen on their social media profiles this week and last that Spotify has a new campaign called Only You. And Spotify has gotten into the habit of producing these campaigns that use data, their their own listening data, to spit out information about your listening habits and your top artists and things that make your listening style unique. Um, And they tend to present them in really graphically produced ways, like the whole campaign is always kind of memorable and beautiful and highly shareable. Um, These story cards basically are engineered to be shared on other social media platforms and they make the process really easy by having share buttons that allow you to text them or put them on your Instagram story. And I think it's just kind of an interesting approach. I mean, for a music streaming platform to insert itself into your identity a bit more, I think makes a lot of sense, but I've noticed people taking a lot of pride in this only you campaign. Like only I listen to Frank Sinatra in the morning or whatever. Um, but how do you guys feel when you first had the ability to view your only you campaign? It caught me by surprise at first, of course, that I just opened my app one morning when I do tend to go to Spotify as one of the first apps I open and put some music on as I get out of bed. And I was automatically intrigued uh, by by what they were going to tell me about myself so definitely got me to click and it is interesting the timing of this campaign usually the Spotify wrap campaigns are to wrap up a year so they come around November December time whereas this was a, a nice midway point and to to know how the year has been going so far where as we approach really the middle of 2021. Yeah, I agree. I think it's hilarious because people love to know about themselves, right? Like that's why horoscopes work. <laughs> that's why we you know want to take BuzzFeed quizzes. And we are literally inputting data into Spotify that it's just spitting back out at us, but we still have this reaction so like, oh my God, this is so neat. Yeah, it's literally you because you listen to this amount of music this year, Definitely. but there's still something a little magical about it, even though it's just an algorithm. Well, and I, it like wraps it up in such a pretty little bow for you. It's like, oh yeah, I didn't realize those stats about myself. <laughs> yeah. I, I think that the delivery, it's, it's essentially a copy paste of round, right? Um, the delivery continues to improve in terms of like the stories like click through and, and how it can be shared. And I didn't know it was coming and didn't see it in Spotify first. I saw it on Instagram first and first you see two or three, then you see the next two or three. And, and just, it's so clear that people love this data. I think for me, this is not as strong of the use of data. Like it was 
because I didn't find like the content itself to be as interesting as my Spotify wrapped. I'm totally I just felt with it you. To be pretty random with regards to like, there was some song that I like didn't even really know what it was. Like I listened to it once, and then it came through as like a piece of the you know seven to eight slide story of only you. So. I didn't feel the need to share it versus, you know, when, when Spotify wrapped, I've talked about services, a couple times, but when Spotify wrapped told me that all five of my top songs were uh, services songs and I was the top whatever percent in terms of listenership for that, for that um, artist for the year, that's just a little bit more interesting. And I felt more intrigued to share that data about myself versus this, just, there was nothing, there was no one slide that I was like, wow, fascinating. I want to share that, but good for them for, trying and, and creating another moment uh, like that. Yeah, I agree. For me personally, no one slide like really hit the nail on the head, but still really fun to look through and, and click through that story like template that you mentioned. I thought that was an interesting way for them to go. I was super intrigued exactly off of that story-esque template and that it it's reminiscent of Instagram stories that I'm curious if this is some sort of attempt on Spotify's side or to become some type of social sharing platform where you can have stories or something like this of, of artists that are inspiring you music or that, that you're learning about podcasts you're liking to listen to I know people use Instagram for a lot of that type of sharing right now but it is funny on on Spotify of course there is the social element of like finding people listening to their playlists and I have Spotify on my work computer. I have the, the, the tab, the feed that says friend activity. And you can see what people are listening to all the you time. You want to put me on blast? So we can make fun of me. I wasn't going to. I was no, going to please. It's pretty funny. Big sister over here. Uh, caught Matthew listening to Castaways by the Backyardigans the other day on his yeah. uh, friend activity. But I wasn't, I'm not sure how current it is. That said. It, it gave me a good laugh, I will admit. For those for those that may or may not know, Castaways is a, I believe, Nickelodeon show from like the early 2000s and maybe even late 2000s because I never watched it. But they had pretty good music and the TikTok community absolutely loves the loves the music. And so... Wait, it's Castaways? Or ba- it's Backyardigans is the show. Yeah. Sorry, did I say Castaways? I meant yeah, Backyardigans. You, you're, you're, really age, you're really dating yourself. <laughs> Do you even know like Pablo and you know all all the key players? Yeah, I mean, I saw, I found the guy who played Pablo. He's twenty five years old now, so yeah, um, he he's kind of popular on TikTok though. I listen to enough backyard again sounds for people for the algorithm to serve me, uh, serve me him, and I discovered him. He's a twenty five year old dude who I, no I, longer can hit the high notes. I actually think a friend of a friend knows him or something. I, this wasn't like a huge part of my childhood, but I definitely knew what it was when I was little. That was very much my, my time. Um, but also if people want to look at their only you slides and they haven't gotten a chance yet, you can search only you on Spotify. And then it shows like all of your customized playlists and the stories that we're talking about. Um, do either of you feel like there's some, some part of it you want to share that was particularly exciting? No, not really. Honestly, I was not that inspired by it. I was, I was intrigued by their creativity, but, and, and of course enjoyed looking at it. Like we said, to see like me reflected back to me, um, it it reaffirmed what I knew. It said only you, it's so you to listen to Olivia Rodrigo in the morning. 
<laughs> it's probably a lot of people. <laughs> probably a lot of people. <laughs> I'd say I'm looking at mine now. I'd say the only one that was like, oh, this is kind of funny because it's just weirdly specific is these genres set you apart. Nothing says you like going from news to trap queen to Hollywood. I did like That's that. That's good. The yeah. contrast is cool. I don't necessarily know what Hollywood music is, like movie soundtracks. I don't think I listened to that very much, but maybe more like Frank Sinatra. Yeah, that's yeah. Hollywood. Mine, I I opened mine with Kate, and mine was like nothing. Like the genres were like UK pop to dance pop, and it was like those are almost the identical. And frankly, the only UK pop I think is Dua Lipa. So, yeah, and that's yeah, super normal. I bet a lot of people do that. Just an interesting headline that I came across this week about the campaign. Um, I mean, among my social circles, I've only seen positive reception, but I think it was in maybe Morning Brew. There was a headline that. Spotify is experimenting with this um, new feature called discovery mode that would allow artists and agents, managers to pay for certain songs to be more promoted in exchange for taking a lower royalty percentage, um, which obviously kind of feels like a deal with the devil. And then the backlash for the only you campaign in relation to that is like, how dare you like take more money from artists and then use artists as a way to engage people and bring them back to the platform obviously the whole premise of this is like which artists would you have at your dinner party which artists is your astrological sign so it's kind of spotify talking out of both sides of its mouth to pursue the discovery mode and then also um like use artists as free promotion super interesting that i'm struggling with that model though also unless i misunderstood it you have to pay to promote, but then you also are taking less of a cut. So you're getting hit on both sides. You have to pay. And maybe that's just, you know, the record labels are taking that hit well, in order to increase frequency and volume such that they pay off with the lower royalty. Maybe you don't have to pay. This is what, um, what Spotify shared with The Hollywood Reporter. Although public details are limited, discovery mode appears to allow artists and record labels to identify particular songs that they would like to prioritize in Spotify's algorithmic recommendations in exchange for agreeing to be paid a lower promotional royalty rate for these prioritized streams. Okay, so maybe you don't have to pay. You just have to say like, yeah, we're Olivia Rodrigo's like, team. We want to push driver's license. Yeah, it's like here, we'd love to sample this one. It's like it's like sampling in a grocery store or like a loss leader, right? Like we'll take we'll take driver's license as a loss leader because we think as soon as somebody hears driver's license, they're going to go look up Olivia Rodrigo and we're going to, we're going to see high enough, not to be like super businessy, but like high enough customer lifetime value that we're willing to have a, a high, like, or like, I guess a, a low revenue on the first order. So yeah. It actually does make a lot of sense when you put it that way. Um, I don't know. It's kind of like Costco chicken, like something brings people yeah in the door and then they buy more when they yeah i think from a pr perspective it doesn't look the best for spotify to be treating artists in a less than stellar way like when we do this business breakdown yeah. maybe the, the cost evens out and makes sense but spotify does get a pretty bad reputation for paying artists like fractions of a cent for every stream yeah i think it's tough because spotify wants to be this discovery platform but at the same time and like frankly i do think they do have artists i think they've done a lot better than apple music in terms of like having a reputation for like working with artists and i, I maybe it's just because i have friends who work at spotify and like i respect the company but i do think they respect music in a really big way but at the same time they do have the issues that you're talking about and so it's just such a delicate issue especially because like maybe this does 
net net help artists, but it sounds kind of manipulative. Yeah, yeah. totally. How did Spotify become our family's music platform of choice? So it used to be a big iTunes before it was Apple Music family. Where I, we I remember trying Spotify relatively early and I used the free platform for a long time. I just kind of liked the idea. I always thought it was silly. We were paying for every song and who knows how long you're listening to it. So I liked the model. I can't remember how old I was when I tried it for the first time. I want to say like, I want to say it was like sometime between 20. I know 2012, I was using Spotify. I want to say it was probably like between 2008 and 2011. Um, and then- What? Really? I swear. Maybe it was 2010. Are you sure you're not talking about Pandora? No, no, no. I no, know that I was using Spotify that. in fall of 2012 because that was my freshman year of college and I know I was using Spotify, I remember. Um, oh, okay. And I know it's possible that the way that we became even more in, in, entrenched in Spotify is, is the family clan, right? I know we've all been on that for, I want to say three, four years. Yeah, um, everyone has, uh, each member of our family has their, their own profile. Now I'm curious. I know I know we probably want to bring this to a close. So if we have any closing thoughts, I want to look up when Spotify launched in the US. I know um, that I used Spotify for the first time when I was a sophomore in high school. So that would have been 2014. Okay, and so I, Spotify launched in the US in July of 2011. So I was off by a little bit, but I do know I was using it in like by August, September of 2012. Wow, um, early adopter. Yeah. Also, I, I don't. <laughs> I don't know why I feel like there's such a huge difference between 2008 and 2011, but like honestly, 2015 feels more similar to 2021 than 2008 feels to 2011. Do you get what I'm saying? I've seen memes about that. It's like, like what, what is that about? 2010 is is I'm gonna butcher it, but it's like X year is 10 years ago. X year that's more than 10 years oh, ago is yeah. also 10 years ago. Like certain yeah. years just feel like that, right? So well, like. And yeah it also you're going to experience it differently than lauren and i are just based off of age everybody experiences it differently but i i definitely feel that but 2008 um, is yeah. like so the year i became a human being like i can't even describe to you because hannah montana premiered in 2006 okay i kind of remember that i vividly remember when wizards of waverly place premiered and we got the pilot for free on itunes and watched it on the desktop pc upstairs in our house 2008 is like the first presidential election. I really remember I, just like everything came into place in my mind in 2008. <laughs> Those okay, are so you were nine. So, memories. so, I mean, I can't, I was going to ask like, Lauren, do you feel similarly about the year 2000? And do I feel similarly about the year 2003? But I, I can't say that I do. No, I, I think it might've just been technologically like the I, advances were happening at the right moments. Because mm -hmm. also that was like the first iPhone really. I remember things that happened before 2008, obviously, but not in the same like continuous way that I feel I have become conscious of life since 2008. <laughs> I mean, we can talk about this and go really deep in another episode, but the technological advances over the last 15 years versus like the first 10 ish years of my life are just like, it's night and day. Like it's, it's, there's so much stuff that like was just happening in sequence. And you're as a, as a younger person during that time, you pick it up so fast. Mm -hmm. Um, could be discussed on another podcast, but that's super interesting on the 2008 notes. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> We went from, I remember when I turned 13, got my iPod 
and and had we used to have two devices well prior to that had a cd player and a little book of cds that we would carry with us to go to the ipod was a big upgrade and then still having two you know the ipod continued to evolve still having two devices and now just having one where it's pretty great to have everything contained in the iphone including my spotify app which i think is one of my most used apps that's so true. It's all it's all in one place now. I also remember speaking of the upstairs desktop computer before we left on a trip. It was like, oh, I gotta sync my new songs on my iPod, and you would have to factor that into your, you know, packing schedule. Oh yeah. Yeah, and everybody would like if it were taking a while, you'd mess up the next person. We would all do it. It's so funny. Yeah. Right. Totally. I mean, I guess habit. that's sort of like downloading a playlist on Spotify before you take off for a flight, right? Sure. Which you can do instantaneously right now. Yeah. yeah. And at the airport from anywhere. You can do it. Yeah. 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 Really different. Well, a long way. Seriously. That's pretty weird to think about. Um, <laughs> I remember there were certain songs on my iPod. I like wasn't supposed to listen to or something like they were not appropriate for mm. me, but I had them because you guys bought them. And if you saw me listening to them, you just like fast forward on my, you press, you know, the dial. Oh my God. The satisfying. Oh, that I can like of the feel dial. it. Yeah. So good. Uh, anyway, well, now that we are in the early 2000s, somehow ended up here, um, go check out your Spotify only you. It's pretty fun to, click through and it only makes me more excited for Spotify wrapped to be honest with you. I know that Taylor Swift is going to be my number one artist again this year. Some early predictions. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I would, I would go with T Swift or Olivia Rodrigo. Surface is going to be there. Olivia Rodrigo could be close. I I have good for you stuff in my head. Almost yeah. Agree. Great song. Agree. Well if you like what to hear, go give us a little subscribe rate and review on on apple podcasts and definitely or just skip the whole thing just do spotify it's fine we don't need the reviews That's you know where true. to find us honestly subscribe. what if we end up on someone's spotify wrapped that would be even better i think wow. you should listen on spotify i think we will if somebody like listens frequently shout out shout out ben Affleck. um hoping hoping uh you're listening on spotify and uh maybe we'll be on your raft at the end of 2021 oh my gosh okay that would goals. be exciting manifest it well no matter what platform you're listening on head to instagram when you finish this episode and follow us at the wolf den pod i gotta up the content game i've kind of been lacking but i promise you will get another installment of mensch monday next week and until we talk again thank you so much for listening thanks yeah. for listening have a good one bye